Cool, are we done? <laughs> I'll try to keep it quick, man. No, I'm just kidding. We're good, we're good. We've had, we've had way worse heat. We're I'm just gonna look like I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah, Chris is tuning out and he's checking out a podcast. Hey, Chris! Hey, Chris. <laughs> Stop oh, listening man. to it. Conan's interviewing uh, Michael Keaton. So awesome. Conan. Conan. That's what he loves to be called. Conan, the barbarian. The librarian. Yeah. All right, how's that feel, Chris? Oh, it's getting good. Just going to do this to be slightly more. Is it okay if I just start it off like the podcast? Yeah. You're just going to clip out whatever. Go ahead. Okay. You ready? Yep. Ready? All right. All right, You're ready right. for you. Kick it. You're listening to the Summer Camp Music Festival Podcast with your host, Camp Counselor Derek. Welcome back, scampers, to part two of my recap of the 20th Summer Camp. Now, if you didn't get to listen to part one, check that out, as it gives you a wider variety of one man's experience at camp. But there's one band I left out of that recap, and this episode will focus entirely on them. My guests today are none other than the Wood Brothers, Oliver Wood, Chris Wood, and John O'Ricks. Now, the Wood Brothers have been a staple at camp just about every other year since 2007. And of course, Chris Wood had already been playing camp before that with Modesky, Martin, and Wood. I was able to catch this interview with them behind the Sunshine stage next to their trailer. Camp counselors Nick and Rob manned some cameras as Nick wants to include the Wood Brothers in the summer camp documentary he's making. Now, if you happen to be in the main line in the parking lot on Wednesday night this year, you got a sneak peek at that. That's definitely something we all have to look forward to next year as he finishes it up with footage from camp this year. And this interview is timely for local folks, as the Wood Brothers will finally be playing a show scheduled pre-pandemic at the Riviera in support of their new, well, not-so-new release, Kingdom of My Mind. Uh, That'll be next week on November 6th. Still time to get tickets for that, y'all. But, oh man, did we get a treat at summer camp. While the Red Barn shows were canceled last minute due to the rise of COVID cases, and that obviously being the only indoor venue at camp, uh, we did get the show rescheduled in the VIP tent in the afternoon. Hell of a show there. And you'll get to hear a couple clips from that in this interview, along with a couple clips from their main stage show later that day. So let's get into it. Here are the Wood Brothers. time. Uh, I had Oliver on the podcast uh, in 2017. Uh, is it warm enough for you guys out here? It's just right. Just getting there, yeah. Man, right. this is like the coolest gig of the summer. <laughs> yes, literally, yeah. literally. temperature-wise. This and is the, and the least human. Yeah, so this is yeah. nothing. This is perfect. This is oh, nothing. you guys are troopers. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my first question that I ask in the podcast for everyone, and I already know the answer for Oliver, uh, is what was your first concert? And, and I guess my question would be, do you know what Oliver's first concert was? Uh, that he played or went to? That he went to, uh, that he went to uh, growing up. 
first concert, I don't know, first big one might have, must have been some at Red Rocks. It, it no? was? Yeah. Yeah, no? yeah, come uh, on, bring Stevie it. Ray Vaughan, uh, no. Earlier? Earlier, um, he, drink, he drinks alone. Uh, oh, George Thurgood. George Thurgood. <laughs> yeah, it was a new edition. <laughs> I'm too old. I think Devo is in there as an early Devo one, Devo is another yeah. one. But oh, that's yeah. a good one. I know. So uh, what, what was your first concert since My you guys first grew up one? God, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even know. I mean, like, you know, I mean, I went to like some cool jazz gigs. I saw Ray Brown, uh, and then went to Red Rocks and saw Sting on his first solo tour. That counts. Uh, that counts. <laughs> hot Rise. Sting counts. Oh, Hot Rise. Hot yeah, Rise. that was like local. Hot Rise was local to the yeah, older scene where we grew up, yeah. so we saw them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know which one was first, though, honestly. And I made a down payment on the second hand car. Got me a job on the radio, and I'm saving up money for the fiddle and the boat. Do the radio boogie all over the dial with a solid kick and a red eyed lick in his Tennessee style. Dr. John, I went with oh, my parents good one. to some club in New York, and uh, you win. Dang. Yeah, it was pretty dope. Is that where you grew up? <laughs> yeah. I know. I know they grew up in Colorado, but I didn't know about you. All I remember, though, from the show was it was I couldn't believe how loud a live band in a club actually was. I was like five years old or something, and I remember the top of the piano was coming up over me on the front of oh, the stage. Oh man! Table, you just like this, just right there. Like, I was just like. like <laughs> this is awesome, but it hurts. Did you guys share any music teachers growing up? When, when 
Music teachers? Music teachers. Mm, I don't think we sh shared any music teachers. We had the in influence of our father, and he played guitar and sang and stuff, but he didn't really teach us or anything. But but no 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 uh, shared teachers. I mean, we learned a lot just from watching them play. Yeah, and we taught kid. each that was a huge. We influence. taught each other stuff too. Yeah, awesome. And um, so, well, I guess to talk about pandemic stuff. Uh, Kingdom of My Mind was was put out just before the pandemic, right? Yeah, correct. So are you guys itching to play that? Have Have you already seen iterations of those songs before you're even ready to, to play them for the first time out? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we always, every time we make a record and then take the songs to the stage, uh, you know, we're not... Um, too concerned with replicating exactly what's on the record. It's it's sort of it's a totally different medium, like what you do in the studio and then what works on the stage. So we have fun messing with it, rearranging things. Uh, so anything, you know, there's no rules. Just got to be good. Some time goes by and Oliver has a solo album out. Uh, you know, is, is there some uh, Black Crows, Oasis, Fist of Cups going on between brothers here? Uh, yeah, man. Oh, it's no, come huge on, that's fighting. What I want, it's deep, man. Huge fighting. Yeah, yeah. Whatever's best for publicity. That's, I had to that's move to another country. <laughs> yeah, Chris moved. It was not moved. cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why John is in between us. That's right. <laughs> Okay, Always guys. Do Next that question. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about something else? Did you did you guys fight as kids for real? Not really. I mean, I mean just for a regular couple minutes. Yeah, regular until, stuff. <laughs> until our parents broke it up. Yeah, they always would say they would stop us pretty quickly. Someone's gonna cry in two minutes, and then we'd deny it, and then they were right. Like in two minutes, I was crying. <laughs> um, yeah. So peaceful, I, bros. One question for Jono. How? Uh, First of all, are you, uh, did they up your percentage since you're now playing the keyboard while drumming? I mean, that's two instruments. Wait, what did you say? You're playing <laughs> double the instruments that they are. Um, has it been fun to kind of add add all that in and kind of change the lineup a little bit? I mean, in terms of oh, yeah. now you're playing more keyboard and more drums and yeah, it's just it's just kind of evolved. Um, yeah, I hadn't really played much keyboards in about a decade, and uh, it just keeps. 
Yeah, keep it down over there. Um, yeah, it's it, it's fun. I, I just kind of do all the things I do. Jono could do a lot. So it took years for us to learn how to integrate all of yeah, the talent. Yeah. All the potential. There's, we don't want to so waste any of that potential. Yeah. He's a utility guy. Uh, yeah. Well, and then more so. than that, I mean, it's everything. It's like just a third brother, a producer, yeah. you know, as well as pianist, singer, percussionist. Yeah. Salsa teacher. Salsa dancer. Basic dancer, yeah. We haven't incorporated that part yet. Uh, we'll get to it. Personal trainer. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot there. Guru. <laughs> Spiritual wow. guru. Uh, dietitian. Well, I'm gonna have to up my rate, um, yeah. Man of many talents. Yeah. Uh, it's it's unbelievable to me that you can get your limbs to do all of those things separately, yeah, independently of each other. It's, it's like you're, you're talking to me right now and moving your hands it's just like it's muscle memory it's, it's got to all be one thing yeah otherwise it's impossible it sucks <laughs> so uh well we'll talk a little bit about summer camp uh so what what are we on uh seven summer camps for the wood brothers wow. that's very possible no we we're, we're uh carted through the grounds today and we saw the barn and we remembered like even when it was just chris and i duo back in Oh, seven or like three in the morning. Oh, seven, yeah. Three in the morning around the, the campfire stage or whatever, and um, that was a long time ago. So I'm, I'm sure we did seven by now. Well, and we've talked about how they kind of like to put you guys on late, uh, and here we are again with you guys with another late set. You're gonna, you're gonna no, be no, all right. No, no, we got out of that. See? Yeah, actually, <laughs> the, it was gonna be in the barn, and they they nixed all the barn sets. So we actually already did that set in a in a tent today. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, so no yeah. Well, it's funny. Us. You know, we are a little younger, younger, and um, and more gullible back then. So we're like, yeah, we'll play at three in the morning. But, but now it's just like, really? Still, you don't want us to do that? Yeah, I forgot they moved to that. That's right. That was the one earlier. Um, so, but uh, not just seven camps for the Wood Brothers, but the veteran over here. Uh, do you know how many camps you've been to? With MMW? Yeah. I, uh, I. No, I, I figure you gotta be around ten, like three, probably three Modesto three shows maybe before two thousand three. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, two thousand four was your first one, I think. Um, so let's see, what else do I have here? Uh, uh, this is one that Nick wanted to ask. He he said, um, thinking, I think he was thinking about the song Alabaster. And do you think that your songs are shifting to more of a narrative-driven kind of? thing as you as you're uh, writing more songs as time goes on uh i mean i think it i think writing always varies and there always is personal stuff i mean even kingdom of my mind has personal stuff but maybe it is sort of hidden in the narrative a little bit more um but i think any kind of artist is uh influenced by what's going on in their sphere and in their head and in their uh, uh in their world whether it's world news or whether it's in your own household or your own drama or your own joy or sadness so it always that always goes into something even if it is a narrative even if it is a story yeah. it's influenced by that stuff so but that's an interesting observation i guess i guess it has a different vibe doesn't it well will we hear the songs from the solo album on stage today from the solo album no not the solo album. okay we're no, keeping that, we're that keeping a division sort of there. Uh, no. killing time during uh <laughs> during uh, COVID, that was just a, a fun little project. So uh, no, yeah. but we but we are um, actually playing a lot of songs from 
the Muse and Kingdom in My Mind because the Muse we just re-released on vinyl um, and reprinted so um, so we're kind of revisiting those songs remastered and, too uh, yeah we got it remastered so we're excited about sort of bringing some of those songs back but also um, keeping the, the newer songs in the mix too yeah, we were talking earlier about how the Muse, those original copies of the Muse are going for a lot of money online. Online? <laughs> uh, the yeah. vinyls, yeah. We just ruined it by yeah, putting just, a lot more out in the we world. We just saturated well, the market with a remaster. <laughs> so. Make sure you get the money as so right. yeah. some collector. Um, and then, I mean, we'll, we'll wrap this up soon because I know you guys are hot and got to get ready for your set later. Um, what We talked about how your show was moved from the Red Barn to VIP and um, what do you think is, uh, where do you see the music industry going? How do you think it's going to change because of, of COVID and everything that's happened with the pandemic? I mean, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real tumultuous time right now, like trying to figure out and with the country being so divided, it, it makes it challenging, but it just seems like things like vaccine passports, it's kind of an inevitability, even though not everyone likes it. Um, and ultimately it's probably gonna just end up being one of those things that we all accept, like stopping at stop signs and not driving drunk. And it's like, okay, we follow those rules. I guess here's a new rule that we all have to work together on. Sure. So, but you know, things, that's that's uh, really divisive at first. I mean, even yeah. seat belts, people weren't For too sure. into those when they were first became law, you know, so um, I think it's just, it's gonna be a struggle and, and uh, but we'll get through it and learn I mean, we gotta have music, and we gotta find a way to make it work. So. Yeah, and that there's the whole thing about just economics too. Just like whatever it takes to keep everybody working, so that's kind of important. Everybody wants to work, and that's something everybody can agree on. And and I will say too, like think about music festival. This is one of those places where people generally put their differences aside. We're all listening and and enjoying and, and unifying and connecting with the music. We're not thinking about politics or race or any anything. We're just connected for a minute. And so yeah, the music part's really important and so is all the financial stuff that all from the top all the way down. It affects all of us who work in the industry. So whatever keeps you guys let's keep it open. Yeah, let's I'm keep it open. For. If I have to stand it in a ninety degree day in a mask ten feet away, <laughs> I'm happy to do it. Exactly. We can make a few sacrifices to keep so we can yeah. all keep working. Yeah, and it's not yeah. just about us personally being safe, it's it's about everyone, sure. people who are vulnerable being safe. Yeah. You know, trying yeah. to think of the community. It's kinda of even a little decision sometimes. I mean I was at Fish last weekend and we don't need to all funnel out at the same time. Some of us can wait until it's not a bottleneck of people, yeah, right. you know? Yeah. So I think we're just gonna have to kinda yeah, patience is key, definitely. Yeah, for sure, patience is a huge one. Yeah. All right, and uh, last one, because uh, I, I started thinking about the anniversary of summer camp. I've been to all 20. Wow. This is a big 20. year for me. And uh, when you started playing Postcards from Hell, of course, Mick made a joke out of it that summer camp is not exactly hell, but uh, I got I got teary-eyed. So uh, Nick and I decided we should ask you, do you enjoy making grown men cry? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's why we're we started. Sick. Yeah, and we're, you know, if, we, if you need us to, we're gonna, we'll just hold you. <laughs> After the pandemic. Not today. So, sometime down the line. Virtual hold. <laughs>
festival kind of base for you guys? Because you guys have been here so. Is there any it festival is. you played more than this one? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe no, not. Maybe not. Probably not. It does feel like home. Yeah, feels like we're very at home today. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice yeah. to be back. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Back to doing a, a big festival like this. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of a better way to end that, right? Oh, I got him to say summer camp was home. I mean, that's all we're here <laughs> for. Right? Warm fuzzies. <laughs> it was all a setup, just trying to get us to say that. Thank you guys for uh, setting, coming to us. That was easy and very pleasant. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good show, man. Right. set was fire, man. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, we really enjoyed that. I know we've this one is the most joyous. The most phantasmagorical, because you know why? Because we missed you so freaking much! Oh, aren't you Thanks again to the Wood Brothers, Oliver, Chris, and Jono. That was a real treat for my 20th camp. And thanks again to Nick and Rob for helping out with getting all that set up, both the interview and the recording of it. On to the Jam of the Week. Now, the official summer camp produced clips from 2021 are kind of trickling up online right now. I highly recommend you check out the Campfire series recorded by Camp Counselor Kevin. But I don't have a good full song of the Wood Brothers for you for the Jam of the Week from this year, so we're going to throw it back to 2017, which is when I first interviewed Oliver. Coming up is Snake Eyes from that year. Thanks for listening, y'all. Stay tuned. I may have just happened upon another interview whilst shooting this one, and she's a good one. But for now, I'll say stay warm out there. All right. Only six months to Summer Camp 2022.
Y'all can help us. Dreaming of those snake eyes. Get on, damn it. I know you wanna get on. 